This is a remarkable story. A Ukrainian-born American professor in Illinois sent thousands of emails to academics in Russian. Most did not reply. She wanted them to stop the war, at least convince Vladimir Putin to stop the war. Most didn't reply, but the ones that did offered a real insight into life in Russia now, a combination of denial and fear, even for those educating its smartest students. Joining me now is Tatiana Darugina, Associate Professor in the Department of Finance at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I should begin by pointing out that you have a PhD in economics from MIT, that your work really focuses on environmental, public, and behavioral economics and environmental risk. So what inspired you to send thousands of emails to Russian academics? Well, I was communicating with a childhood friend um, in Ukraine. She's in the city of Sumy, which um, was one of the earliest cities to be attacked by uh, Russia. And she mentioned that she spends uh, her days emailing Russian bloggers and encouraging them to um, talk about what's going on, what's really going on. Uh, in Ukraine. I actually uh, also tweeted out uh, her post about that along. She, she wrote in English and in uh, Russian about what she's doing with her days while she's in hiding from the bombs. And then I realized that as part of a research project where we surveyed thousands of academics about how COVID has affected their research productivity, we did this survey about two years ago, I had a database of all these emails um, and, you know, being a Russian speaker, I just got this idea that I was in a unique position to maybe reach uh, some smart, intelligent people in Russia to try to urge them to, uh, to stand up against the war. So that's where the idea came from. What were you hoping... I mean, obviously, you were trying to send them a message to oppose the war, but you, I guess you were also trying to figure out where they stood on the whole war. Well, that wasn't actually initially the goal. Um, I just kind of wanted to, I, I really had no idea what the academics were thinking or what the information situation was. And I was telling friends and anybody who would listen here, what they can do for Ukraine. And so I thought, okay, like, let me just come up with some ideas for what Russian academics can do for Ukraine and send it out, um, you know, with thousands, I, I wasn't looking to engage with thousands of people with, with emails. I just wanted to give them some ideas of what they can do besides protesting. Um, and, and maybe that sounds a little bit condescending, but I just felt like here was this opportunity for me to maybe spur more people to action. You found out some really interesting, you, you developed those some very interesting insight through the responses that you were getting. What did you find out from what the attitudes of a lot of Russian academics are about what's going on in Ukraine? Yeah, so I should preface this by saying that for most of the emails, I did not get a response. So I would say maybe roughly 5% of the emails that were sent out got uh, a response, and they were quite different. Um, so I, the most common response I got is, where were you eight years ago when Ukrainians were attacking ethnic Russians in, you know, in Eastern Ukraine and, and Donbass? Um, and so it's clear that 
for many people, this is the continuation of a war that Ukraine started eight years ago. I think that's the picture that Russia is presenting to to many academics. Um, I also got a lot of sympathetic responses, apologetic responses saying, you know, we are so sorry, we're doing what we can. Um, and some fearful responses to, you know, one of the um, responses that I that I published um, made it clear that this person did not want to be identified. Um, other people also made it clear that they wanted to do something, but they were afraid for their financial security and physical safety. Standing up as you are for the defense of Ukraine, what kind of insight did that give you into what's happening inside Russia? I think a lot of us are trying to sort of read the tea leaves when it comes to what's happening inside Russia right now. What sort of insight do you feel like those emails gave you about the state of things within Russia a week into this war? I think it's made me realize how tough the information environment there is. Um, so the people that were responding to me, um, the emails originally came from English language academic articles. So these are people that are to some extent on the international research scene. Um, they are, you know, not living with no internet access with they are sophisticated people on average, and yet they believe these things that are patently false. Um, and then the people who do not believe these things, and I, and I want to make it clear, there are many academics who understand what's really going on, are afraid to do things that would, you know, de-bias those, those other people, which creates a very tough situation for Russians to, to stand up and, and kind of fight for the truth. I, I guess if the academics within your society, those who would be the most informed, aren't in a position either intellectually or, or physically to stand up against Vladimir Putin, it doesn't give much hope for others to some extent, at least, at least when, we, when all, a lot of talk has been going on these days about what will the reaction of the Russian people be to, to all that's happened. Um, what kind of how do you see that now before you sent the email after you sent the email about the about the possibility of of russians sort of standing up to vladimir putin you know i'm I've, i'm more pessimistic um in the course of sending the emails you know i asked some more russian speaking academics to help just because um i had so many uh emails to send out and you know sending limits and so on um, and two of them who had initially volunteered later said, you know what, I've actually thought about this and I'm sorry, but I have family in Russia and I don't want them to get in trouble. So um, this is how far Putin's reach reaches beyond Russia, but to people who are safe in the United States, but have family in Russia and, and are worried about the repercussions. And these are not famous people, you know, the chances that anybody in Russian services would see these emails, you know, but, but, uh, but I can understand the fear, you know, I, I don't blame them. I'm not sure what I would do uh, in their place. Tatiana Durgana, thank you so much. That's fascinating insight that you've developed. And uh, I don't know, will you be sending more emails or, or. I think we're done um, with this campaign. Um I, I don't know that it would necessarily be helpful to kind of 
reach out again. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what else I can do. I don't want to just sit and, and be a spectator in this. I want to play my part. I, I think Ukrainians around the world are trying to find ways to help. Um, yours was a particularly interesting way of, of going about it as well, reaching right out to Russians and saying, please stand up with us. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope it made a difference. Tatiana Durugana, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it tonight. No problem.